Everybody, we are back for episode three of the Clydesdale Chronicles with Coach Cheryl. Cheryl, how you doing? I'm doing great today, man. It's Sunday. It is. Uh, this will release on Thursday while we are together at the Rogue Invitational. So how excited are you for that? Dude, I'm so stoked. It's so weird because like yesterday I was at a competition and you forget how fun it is to spectate when you're always a competitor. And so I know yesterday I was watching a lot of small scale athletes, but it doesn't matter whether they're at a local comp or the big stage, man, it is so fun. And I'm like super stoked just to see, honestly, I'm really excited for the legends division, like to see Rich Froning doing individual again. I think, yeah. I think I'm excited for that. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of friends do Festivus yesterday um, and they were so stoked. So for one of them, it was their first ever competition and now they want to do more. Yeah. Like they just had so much fun. I love those local comps, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, I mean, these are the best of the best in the world. It's like a mini CrossFit games. Yeah. I feel um, like we're going to have to do a little like play by play this week. So yeah. And we'll probably go live on YouTube uh, a little bit this week um, while we're there. And it's, you know, it's Kristen Holt's last event. It is Carrie Pierce's, Pierce's last, last event. event. No. Yeah. yeah. So crazy stuff, but we are not here. We have other podcasts that cover that, that stuff, <laughs> um, but we are here for nutrition and how we got together. And our first episode was about how we met. The second episode was that how we got started. And this episode is going to be like kind of dialing it in. And so we talked last time that when I started with you, my focus was not about what I was eating, really. It was just tracking it all, logging it, so you could get an idea of what my nutrition looked like in the course of a day. And I focused on getting enough protein in um, during that time. So this, this week, we're going to talk about how did we take all that stuff that you learned when I logged all that information, and, and what were you going to do? And I got to tell you, just from my perspective, the first meeting we had after you went through my log and I was so nervous. I was like, what is she going to pick apart? What is she going to tell me? I can't have. And, um, and that was the surprise after the meeting. It wasn't about what I can't have. It was, Hey, maybe try this instead of that. Yeah. And so from your perspective, what goes through your mind after looking at that, that log for the week? Yeah. So I think the number one thing is that most people, when they're going into a nutrition journey in terms of losing weight is they always operate by the power of subtraction. We're so in tune with what we shouldn't be doing that we don't think about what we should be doing. And so I know what I need to get that person to get less of. I also know what I need to get that person to get more of. And I think that by operating with the power of addition instead and looking at it, not from a, I'm taking something away, but I'm I'm just changing something or shifting something or replacing something to make it feel more satisfying or obviously more nutrient dense. It's going to help that person not feel like it's a subtraction. You know, I, I like to give the analogy of the kid. There's an old study called the marshmallow study, and I'm not going to get into the marshmallow study, but you might even know what it is. But they put these marshmallows in front of these kids and they told these kids, like, you can eat the marshmallows. If you wait five minutes, we'll give you two. And the kids that were told, like, it was like being, who, who was going to be patient. So 
Similarly, I don't want you guys to be taking so much stuff away. I want to give something first. And because as soon as we're here, we can't have something or we have to wait for it. We're going to want it even more. So once I kind of saw one, your compliance with tracking your food, obviously I know there's a sense of, of fear around what is this person going to be thinking about what I'm eating. Um, but I like to see that honesty. It shows that you honestly trust me as a coach. Um, I can see what kind of foods you like, because the other thing about this is, as I mentioned, the subtraction thing is I've, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've been under eating. I've been overeating. I've done all of those things. Um, and I've had to spend a lot of time working with many clients on how to make them feel satisfied, knowing what kind of foods they like. And so that was really why I like to start by looking at the types of foods that person eats so I can help them replace them with better choices. So that was my main mindset. And so I think that first week you actually set me at like 3000 calories a day, yep. um, <clears throat> which actually turned out to be like so much, so much. Like I, I struggled to get the food in, in a day. Um, and so is that like, I know you talked to me a little bit about, I'd rather start high and bring you down where I need to, uh, then, then start way too low. Mm -hmm. So if you've never ever been online and put your stuff into a calculator, which a lot of people have, um, you have two important numbers that you want to look at whenever you're trying to set up calories, because calories are really we're gonna, where we're going to lose weight. We can talk about quality, but when it comes down to it all, calories in, calories out, creating that calorie deficit is what's going to help you lose weight. That's why macros don't really matter for most people. Um, they just make them feel better. <laughs> so I look at your basal metabolic rate, that's what your body needs just to sustain life. That's not including your activity, which by at that, at that point, we weren't really doing much. I look at what does Scott need just to be able to breathe, to live, and then maybe a little bit of the resting metabolic rate, which is like what, what you do in your normal day outside of exercise and movement. You know, like if you were just laying in a bed or thinking and stuff like that, that's one number. And then you operate, uh, you add in their total daily energy expenditure which is, okay, now we add on top of it, our activity levels, you know, what we're doing throughout our day that's going to add to that. And when you have more weight on you, you require more energy. So if I run a mile without a vest on versus running a mile with a vest on, one is going to require a lot more effort. And so our body operates very similarly. And this is where people can run into a problem is if we just cut calories way down, um, we actually might not be as compliant as long-term because, you know, our body's going to adapt to that very quickly and we're probably going to be really hungry. So I'd rather start a person higher and let them feel like, man, psychologically, I don't have to eat all this food, but it's there if I need it. It's, it's once again, going back to that scenario, like, no, you have, you can have something you don't want it as much. And I know that if I start you there, it's going to be a lot easier for me to see. In fact, if I start somebody there and they're losing weight, I'm not going to keep dropping their calories. Why would I make them operate on less when they're losing weight, eating more, more nourishment means your body's going to operate better. You're likely going to be able to move better. So that's, that's kind of where I get those numbers from. Yeah. And I, what I also learned in that, in that second week or after our talk was, you know, I was trying to eat like, like I did before, right? Like I would get a mango or I would get a handful of almonds or I would get, and it wasn't balanced enough. And you were like, we'll try this, try a rice cake with some laughing cow cheese and a mm -hmm. slice of turkey on it. Yep. And that way you're getting carb, fat and protein 
all in one snack. And that really kind of changed the game for me. I think that is like, if there's one thing people can take away about, I know with this, you know, kind of where we're going into with this is where we start to dial things in is that's the magic of macros right there is you're getting everything in a combination. So you're not missing anything. So, um, that's exactly what I was trying to teach you is it's not just one ingredient. It's, it's multiple ingredients together. And your combinations didn't always make sense to me when you sent them to me, like the English muffin cottage cheese and sugar-free jam. Yeah. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And it turned out to be like, so good. Yeah. It was like a sweet treat. You know, like, I mean, I think people really like, like, you know, you get people that are like, ah, do you have any recipes? Are you going to cook it? Probably not. People need simple. We, we operate in a world where we are constantly moving. You know, we don't have time to spend an hour cooking and prepping things. We need things that are going to taste good, that are going to help us nourish us, but also like satisfy us, you know? So I know, you know, there, there is a, psycho, a psychological component of nutrition. We, we should enjoy the food we're eating. It should taste good. It's just knowing that it doesn't have to be something that's so caloric to get that. People crave sweet, they crave salty, they often crave them together. English muffin, cottage cheese, a little sugar-free jam, sweet and salty together. But if you've never had that, you wouldn't know that you're going to get that satisfaction. So, right. yeah. And so the other thing is we, we quickly went from 3,000 calories to 2,500 calories. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we pretty much started with the 40, 30, 30 that people know from the zone or what CrossFit kind of teaches as the zone. Um, and that, I'll give you a sneak peek to a future episode. It, that changed. It took a little bit of time, but it actually changed. And those ratios are not 40, 30, 30 for me anymore. Um, and it's, and we went down some more calories, but we'll save that for a later episode. So it was, I think a weekend you switched me from 3000 to 2,500 and then, and we kept that ratio pretty much the same. Yeah. And the main reason for that is even though, and this is where like coaching is so different than that calculator that I talked about is even though on paper, this paper that I calculate your numbers on says that you should be eating this much uh, and you likely could have eaten that much. I also take the person into consideration. Like I look at your biofeedback, how are you feeling? How's your energy? Like all those basic questions. Are you, are you actually hungry? You're like, Cheryl, I'm so full. Our goal is to feel like we're satisfied and to make results happen. Like we want to lose weight, but we want to feel like we're not starving all the time. And that's my main goal of that. So when I, when I start to see what that person's getting in on a regular basis, I'll make adjustments to that because I know I'm going to talk to you in a week (laughs) and in a week from now, if you're like, okay, Cheryl, I'm starving now. Okay, great. Let's add a little bit more. It becomes, I like to think of being a nutrition coach, kind of like being a chef. You're not a baker. There's not a recipe you follow where you have to have a teaspoon of baking soda and one egg and butter. And if you accidentally put in a little bit too much flour, now you've ruined the whole recipe. With nutrition coaching, you sometimes put in too much salt and then you have to add some more of something or you have to take something away. You know, like there is those components with nutrition coaching that it's, it's so different and it makes it so much more effective for that person long-term. Well, I think too, um two things. One, I was, when, in my initial log, I was very fat heavy. Yes. Most people are. And, and, 
And when I got some things under control, that wasn't even a need for me anymore. And the other thing I have to ask you is, is it intentional? Because when we went from 3000 to 2,500, I was relieved, which I would never think that I would be relieved about cutting calories because the 3000 just seemed to be like so much food in a day. Yep. And so when you cut me to 25, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I actually love that because for me, I work with very different clientele. And unfortunately, a lot of the clientele that I have are so afraid of food that they're afraid to go over 1200 calories a day. And they don't understand why they don't feel good and they're not getting any results. So I'm okay with that. I, I, and that's why I said, I, I think about the person. Whereas those people often I'm like, man, I've got to get this person eating more. You know, if you were giving me that feedback, if you were, you know, not losing weight, if I saw that there was some reason why, you know, which we can talk about the next step, which is, you know, getting you into the gym a little bit, but you know, like that, that was what I, I look at the person as an individual and you were not in that mindset of, I just don't want to eat. You know, you were very receptive to the, the suggestions I was giving you. Whereas I'll have people that are still eating just some egg whites and broccoli for breakfast, you know, or they're just skimping on everything, you know, and then on the weekend they're, you know, out and about and they don't, you know, know why they can't control themselves when they have a slice of pizza because you've been starving all week, you know, and, and that's why if you feed your body enough food that doesn't feel like this drug you're getting, because <laughs> at that point, that's really what it is. Your body's like, man, I've been starving all week. Now I've got some calories. Yeah, so let's talk about the second phase. We, we've kind of been doing it every week is there's the nutrition part and then there's the fitness part. And that is because there's two ways to control weight gain, weight loss, and that is calories in and output out, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so when we, when we first met, I, I've said it a couple of times in here, I was broken. Um, I was coming off IV antibiotics. Um, I had a back issue that was killing me at the time. And I was pretty much just couch, nothing, nothing else. And you really worked with the mental aspect of that with me that we had to get moving in some way. Mm -hmm. And so you actually programmed some stuff for me to do just to move. Yep. So, and that was really hard because I knew you were a hardcore CrossFitter and I knew what I was going to give you was going to feel almost like, why am I doing that? And it's, it's really important for people to understand that extra, and, and like you said, calories out, it matters, but movement is a healthy part of our life. And I knew that that would help you in general with mood, with the way you feel, with just building your body again, getting out of pain, like all of that stuff. That's what workouts do for you. Yes. It's going to also create more caloric output. Um, but we can do that with walking. We can do that with all of these different things. And that's why I just wanted to start to get you moving again, get you feeling good. You know, we all know the endorphins we get after we finish a workout. And so I wanted you to feel underwhelmed um, because I also know how it feels when you go back to the gym for the first day and you're looking at the workout on the board, you're like, man, I don't have that in you. It's overwhelming. And I knew that easing you back into things would likely start to spark your interest. Of like, I got to get back in the gym. I miss this feeling. I miss the community. I miss all that stuff. And, and that's why I did try and start off a little bit slower. So, you know, we're, we were coming off COVID at the time too. Yeah. Uh, and gyms were just kind of opening back up. And I, 
and I was in a place where I couldn't go to the gym. I had an IV um, port in my arm that I could, I wasn't allowed to do anything. And so when that finally was removed, then I felt like I wasn't able to do any of that. What the beauty of what you did for me, and I don't even know if you know this, you put all the workouts in an app where just like I had when I was at the gym and I would go into that app and I would look at the workout. And what you did was you made it where I was able to do what you put in there. So it gave me this sense of accomplishment to be able to do it as you wrote it. I love that. Um, and so you maybe thought I was underwhelmed. I was excited that I was able to do what you said. I love that. That made me so happy because I, it just transitions into this whole conversation about RX and scaling in a class. Why I don't full heartedly believe in that because I love CrossFit as the community. I love CrossFit group fitness. But I do think that if people would learn that they can get the workout that is best for them by taking a workout and tailoring it to them, it's not this ego check of I'm not good enough. It's this is the best workout for me today. And this is where I'm going to get what I need for me today. You know, and, and that's really what I wanted to give you, that there isn't scaling. There is no scaling in fitness. You're just starting somewhere and you're progressing. And if I start you from the bottom, guess where you're going to go? Up those ladders. If I start you too high, you're going to deflate yourself. Yeah. And what it did is it gave me the confidence to go back to a gym, which we will talk about because that's a major, that was a yeah. major turning point. Yes. Major point in my journey that would, that will probably be a whole episode. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So just so you know, you thought I was going to be underwhelmed because I was this hardcore CrossFitter. I was stoked that I got this, this app that told me this is what I had to do. And I was able to do everything on the list. Yep. I love that. I love that. That's always the best feeling. Um, so with that, um, I think that's a good place to stop. And then we'll go into some other things next week. And, and maybe next week we'll talk about biofeedback. I do. I love that. I think that's a great topic to talk about. Um, and so that'll be next, next. So every two weeks, two weeks from from today, you will see another one and it'll be about our biofeedback and what I was thinking as I'm filling out the form, what Cheryl was thinking as she's reading it and how we communicated with each other. Uh, why to get... it's totally fine to talk about poop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We have okay. to talk about poop. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, so we'll see you guys next time on the Clydesdale Chronicles. Bye guys.